Well, thanks for coming on today, dude. Absolutely. Glad to be uh, glad to be a part of it. I heard you got some legendary insight. You guys are on a good text chain, so I'm, I'm excited to hear your uh, angle on these things. This is the infamous group text that Luther talks about during his podcast. I'm all about it, dude. He speaks highly of you. <laughs> yeah, Solemn's kind of like the, the driver of it, if you will. I like to I like to get conversations started. There's been some good ones lately, oh, for yeah. sure. I like to I like to hear what people have to say and we're getting a little controversial at times too, which, you know, it's healthy. Hey, sure. Everyone's got their opinion on stuff. It's okay to disagree and it's okay to have those conversations. There's some hot button issues flying around for us, <laughs> man. It was it was uh it's good reading. Oh yeah, B- BK it was really uh he really got her going. Well, without further ado. Yeah, I, so I actually, uh, I'm going to go a little old. What do you got? Go ahead. Well, we got to say this is the seventh day of the fourth <laughs> best month of the year. Fourth best? In my opinion. Okay. Uh, April. So April 7th. Welcome to the LTK show with us today. We have Casey Solemn. I'm going to let Luther introduce you. Solemn. That's what I said. Solemn. <laughs> Luther, introduce him. Set the floor and then start with a question. Casey Solem from Barnesville, Minnesota, a 1999 grad, currently serves as an assistant varsity coach at St. Michael Albertville High School. Am I getting everything correct so far? Absolutely. Boom, boom. Yeah, Casey and I go back to uh, college ball, playing ball together at Concordia College. And actually, that's my first question of the warm-up, man, is uh, is your single-season hit-by-pitch record still alive? So this guy, well, how, how many times did you get hit your senior year? Well, officially 19, total 21. <laughs> oh, whoa. Okay, so so to, in your career is 21? Uh, no, that was just the, my senior oh. year. Wait, so what do you mean in total 21? Uh, well, because two of them didn't, didn't count because they're on ball four. So it counts as a walk instead of a hit by pitch. <laughs> really? Yes. Is that, is that the official score too? I guess a... because I, I looked back and they said, no, that they had to give me two, uh, walks for the two that were hit on ball four. That's weird because I feel like you're hit by the pitch before it's officially a ball. That's, that's kind of what I, that's what I think too, but I'll just keep with the 21. It's it just sounds better than 19. Are you a lefty or a righty, Solom? Lefty. And do you hang way over the plate? Oh, yeah. Love it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> my job, nope. like, it was funny. My wife was just, we were just talking about this. She said, well, what, you can't hit the ball or what? I said, well, <laughs> I could, but my job as the number eight hitter was to get on base for the guys at the top of the order. So I had to do whatever I could to get on base and... If they're going to pitch me inside, I'm going to lean into one and walk myself down to first. How many at-bats does a guy get in a college season? Oh, gosh. Uh, D3, I think it was. Or or I should say plate appearances because you were saying 19 at-bats. I think if you start, so there's 40 games. If you start just about every game, you get into the, I don't know, 120, 150 plate appearances. Wow, that's a legendary. That's like. He's literally 15% of his at-bats ended up in hit by Yeah, he got hit a lot, man. It was just – it got to a point where I was like, hey, I got hit again. All right. <laughs> and it's like, we were, it's like we were talking in our, our texting, in our group text. Hey, there was no arm, you know, arm guard, shin pad, face shield, that kind of stuff. I could have – who knows how many times I would have got hit. Back when men were men. Just walk down, rub it, rub yeah, it a little gonna bit. Yeah, we're going to get it. Down. 
we're gonna get into that later with the twins, man, because I got I got some stuff to bring up. Um, oh, sweet. What? Uh, who do you like in the Masters this weekend? Ooh. Right now, if I would have to pick a winner, um, I'm kind of leaning towards Justin Thomas. Guy can flat out play. Birdie yeah, machine. If he gets know, going, watch out. I know the hot pick is DeChambeau just because he crushes the ball. Yep. DJ, DJ because he just won it, you know, not even a year ago because they played in November. Yep. But I think Justin Thomas, just the way the way he can hit the ball, the way he's uh, got the short game going, I think he's a, he's a tough pick right now. Yeah, he's solid. Spieth is coming in hot too. He's. I was gonna. I was gonna say Spieth might have a shot, but man, does he find a way to choke? I would love it if lately him and, has, him and yeah. Spieth were like the final, the final grouping. That would be kind of fun. That would be two good buddies. Yeah. Yep. yeah that'd be fun to watch. Either way, it's gonna be sweet because it always is. Absolutely. Ah, uh, do. Actually, I'm gonna save that one for later. Uh so you and I, we used to watch when we were in college. Punked was a thing. Did you watch that one, Angie? <laughs> I did. I did watch that. <laughs> Such what a, a good show, show, dude. I love that show. It was so funny. <laughs> Dak Shepard was so good in it. Um, what was your favorite punked episode? Or, like, favorite punked skit? Oh, man. Um, the one a with, lot of them. The one with Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson was pretty good. Oh, man, that was freaking classic. <laughs> <laughs> Where he's got Dak Shepard and his wife and kid pretend to be, like, Jessica Simpson's cousins or something, and they're hoarding in on the land oh it's just great just, <laughs> he pulls up arm. in like an rv like on their land right on uh, nick lachey's land and then he just pulls up and like claims to be like a distant relative or something and then like the best was he kept calling him rick hey, hey rick rick we, we don't have any place to go my name's nick <laughs> my name's not rick it's nick <laughs> was jessica simpson like prevalent on that episode Yes, she was the she's the one who like convinced yeah, him to do she's, it. Like she's just unforgivably stupid, just dumber than hair. It's unbelievable. <laughs> well, like, that's what they just... were. That's what they were worried about that she would like, you know, give it away. Right, because she just doesn't even understand. But in that nuances. sense, it probably worked too, right? That, yeah, like, I suppose. Nick is just like, dude, what is what did I get myself into here? Like, and then probably number two is when uh, Outcast gets punked with the Cadillac in through the through the window of the like shop <laughs> i got the millennium falcon of our fleet right here in this window <laughs> dude the lines that they were throwing together oh i love the one with uh jack osborne uh <laughs> they're going through the, the metal detector yeah they're going through the metal detector and they got to hit security and like they just whatever played stupid with all the people that were coming through the security and like they had jack osborne like spread his legs out why like so pat him down <laughs> And he goes, wider. And he's like, out here. And he goes, wider, sir. And he's like, freaking like way out here. Just ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. I love that show, dude. So I, might, I might have to check those out just because we're having this conversation again here. Spread your legs wider, sir. <laughs> um, all right. How about this one? Does the Golden Gopher Hoops team make the big dance within the next two years? Ooh. Next two years, I'm going to say no. Okay. Reasons? Well, unless they get a certain Minnesota recruit this year, if they do get Chet Holmgren, absolutely they make the tournament next year. What's the percent chance of getting Chet? 
It's Two? looking it's looking better than it did with Patino. Hey, for listeners who don't know who he is, where he's from, kind of like sheds All right, light so on Case, chat. yeah, Case Phillison. He's besides having Case's... one of the best names in the league. Yeah, it is. Right. It is a good one. So Chet Holmgren is a Minnehaha Academy, same school as Jalen Suggs, okay. and he's the number one, you know, recruit in the nation. He, he's got his pick to go wherever, or he might take the overseas route, G League route, and get paid to play. I hope he picks the Gophers, but again, like Luther said, it's probably a less than 5% chance. Yeah, he's number one recruit in the nation. He's seven feet. He's like, apparently can shoot, apparently posts up. He's like, wow. he dribbles the ball. He brings the ball up the court. He, <sighs> yeah, so he's the real deal. Like he's... So why does Minnesota, of all states, put out these legendary, like obviously Suggs is a stud. We just saw him play in the tournament. Michael Hurt's really good. Hurt, Trey yeah, Jones. Hurt for Duke. That's what I'm talking about. Man, anyway, I'm props. I don't know how we're a hotbed, but we are. You'd think and we got none of them. And then conversely, the if you look at all the best hockey players who have ever played in the NHL, Minnesota's got like maybe two of the top 10 American players of all time. But that's a I don't want to go on a tangent here. And I thought I, I thought I read something too like during this NCAA tournament, I thought I read something like there was like 116 Minnesota kids playing in the tournament. Wow. Correct me if I'm wrong, no, that's, up, but I thought I saw something. Yeah, no, something. that's so there's 16 teams, 20 guys per team. You know, you're looking at, I don't know, 300. What, I don't know what my math is right now, but what is that 400 players? So that's almost half the field. Yeah, so like out of the out of the 16. But then there were also four or five Minnesota teams. Just there were all five Minnesota teams in the tournament. So no, no, I'm talking go. hoops. I'm talking hoops. Oh, you're talking hoops. Yeah, from the. Oh, okay. The, I thought we were the, going on hockey. Because there. I had heard what Luther was kind of talking about too. I had heard something to that effect. But yeah, I guess it could happen in hoops. Like the basketball, 68 teams, and I they said 116 Minnesota kids between all those teams. That's about but, 300, 350 total kids in that tournament. But then, like you said too, the hockey is unbelievable with all those kids too. Yeah. So either way, if we get three of like the top, I don't know, call it five recruits every year we'll be pretty doggone so you're going on record saying as long as we get what's his name cheddar chet 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 holmgren we get him if we if we get him this year we're going to the tournament if not it's going to take some time to build the program back up all right so speaking of building the program back up benny johnson new new coach just got hired whatever a week or two ago um what do you think of the hire uh, I am, I'm for the hire. Like yeah. everybody has to start somewhere. People are saying that, oh, we, we didn't make a big splash. Didn't get a big name. Well, everybody has to start somewhere as the first year head coach. Why not mm-hmm. have, why not give Johnson the opportunity again? We've been asking for somebody with a connection to Minnesota for years. Someone who knows this area, someone who knows the kids, um, and we can recruit them to stay home. Well, this is your opportunity. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah I... it might not be the big flashy, you know, guy that oh he's coming off a Sweet Sixteen appearance or a guy that you know like D- Dutcher from San Diego State. Well, maybe we offered him, maybe we didn't, but I think Ben Johnson is just as good as anybody to you know to try to try to rebuild the program and get those kids to stay home. Yeah, I just think of like. My whole thing is, like, we've done – all right, if you look at our last, call it, three hires, we had Richard Patino, who was a young, kind of a hot prospect with a name. 
uh, Tubby Smith, who was a, a really big name that we got with experience too. Yep. And prior to that was Dan Munson, who was like building Gonzaga to what it is now. Like he, he laid the foundation basically. So like he was kind of the hot up and comer. So I feel like we've tried not everything, but a lot, Yeah, we've you know, gone, we've and that hasn't paid off. So what's we've wrong? Down, we've gone down those different avenues and, you know, like we say, you know, talking about all these kids that are great basketball players from Minnesota. Well, even if you don't get the top tier kids, well, get the second and third tier. Like Oturu and... There's a, those are some pretty good players that we've missed yeah. out on that weren't highly recruited and that have made contributions just in this last year that played I think well some, in tournament. Something else that's interesting, too, is we talk about rebuilding. Solom, I heard you say you know, rebuilding a program. And I think now in this day and age, it seems more like to your point, if you get a recruiter to, you're right there to begin with. So it's nice. And it gives us a ray of light at the end of the tunnel to say, Hey, a couple good recruits and we're back in this. Whereas like maybe football, if you're down, you're down for three, four or five years. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Duckies and bunnies, rainbows and unicorn farts. Like people, people didn't think that the, you know, Gophers football would get PJ Fleck. He came right. here. You know, so like Ben that Johnson, Ben, too, ben Johnson way. could be a he could be a hidden gem. Yeah, I agree, man. I'm excited to see what he can do, and I I just like my whole thing too is like he's this is like his dream job, and you can't really count that. You can't count out like passion and hunger to try and get something done for the state. Like, you know, I think that totally he's kind of got. I think he's got that X factor in him, and he's young enough where he can recruit. You know, he can relate to players still as opposed to like getting a you know 55 60 year old who's been there you know been around the block a few times so yeah. um yeah man it's gonna be fun to watch here in the next i don't know call it we're, three, we're gonna find years. out luther kangas we're gonna find out how he does well the interesting Indeed, man interesting part too is this transfer portal i mean you have 1100 kids in it right now isn't it unbelievable so is it, how new is that anyways like do you know much about it well they're kind of it's you know, related to the pandemic where you're giving kids right. where they, it's like a one-time thing. You can go one time free transfer, one time free transfer. And then that's it. So like, that's why. Okay. Everybody... So that's, that's right now, just this year. So like next yep. year at this time, it's going to be gone. They can go in it, but then I think they'd have to sit out. You sit a year, yeah. Yeah. Like you're, it got anybody... you. it's become an issue in college football of late. Uh, even with the year sit out, the kids are just bailing, but. It's, it's almost like a free agency for college right now. It's just hard. Like, as, as a, somebody who watches sports, I tend to feel like it annoys me. But then at the same token, it, those sports haven't really been fair to the kids. So part of me sees it as a good thing, but it's just it's aggravating when you're good guys. I mean, I think the Gophers football team lost one of their studs, like a yeah. linebacker. He just said, you know, I'm going to go somewhere else and but i yeah. i kind of i kind of really see both sides of that though i mean what if your coach that recruited you can leave why the hell can't you that's the thing like you look at these coaches that just oh i got a new job i'm going you know what's his name beard from texas tech going to texas right well, all, all these kids were just recruited by you to play for texas tech why don't they get the opportunity to leave then too yeah i yep. definitely see both sides of that yeah that should be that should be a thing yeah um all right, let's transition to the Twins, man, since it's baseball season. Absolutely, um, let's get into it. Dude, and actually, all right, so where do we stand 
with this whole Jose Barrios thing. With him getting pulled, no, no, through six innings, he had 84 pitches, oh. and he gets yanked. <laughs> I just did not understand it, Luther. 84 pitches. I mean, all right, early on in the season, I don't know what his, what his pitch count was built up to, you know, in spring training, but it should be at least 100. He should be at least to get to 100. There's, I mean, yeah. it, it just, like – I, I guess I see the logic of like, okay, maybe maybe the design was 80 to 100 pitches, and if if they go to 100, that'll probably be one more inning. So then, it's either pull the plug in the sixth, and maybe minimize the noise of like the outside noise of pulling them, because if you build it to the seventh, and now it's like, uh oh, now we, you know, Rocco's in even a in even a tougher spot to keep him out there, but. I think he could have went 110, so why not like roll the dice and see if he can have some quick innings and just play with it, you know? It's hard to uh, take away an opportunity where a guy is throwing a no-hitter. Yeah, it's just... Uh... <laughs> it's all those yeah. analytics, and those, you know, they, they can be great to a point, but sometimes they just drive me absolutely nuts. The problem with the analytics in this situation for me is that analytics takes into account dudes like... Uh, Name me a shitbox pitcher. Those guys are factored in too. Yeah. The guys who they look at and say, okay, after X amount of pitches, the the potential for arm ligament damage is X amount. Yeah, but dude, like that Jose Barrios is a stud. He's on a different level. He's a physical specimen. He's in his prime. He's got a chance to do something phenomenal. Let the kid throw. Yeah. If his arm falls off, that sucks, but it might have fallen off the next game. Well, I think let's, too. Didn't let's we, not Strasburg him and not win a championship here. Didn't we have a conversation end. about this too, Luther, during the playoffs? It was Barrios that got pulled in the playoff game too. Yep, after five innings. Just wheeling and dealing and gets yanked. Yep. Like, if I'm him, you know, that my mentality would be like, what am I doing here where I can't go out and get you another inning? I can't get you six more outs. And that's and that's my thing, like. I think they're taking away from Jose Barrios from being like the alpha male of the pitching staff and just being the dog of the team or like, cause I've been on teams and have coached teams that have had a dog. And it's like, when he's on the mound, dude, your confidence is at like a different level when you're playing behind that guy. And like, that's something that's huge. And you take that away from him after five innings, because your plan is to go five innings and then turn it over to the bullpen. Well, guess what? What if he's throwing 75 pitches and he's dealing and he comes off the mound and he's jacked up and he's pumped? And, like, you can't tell me your team's not going to feed off that. That's, like, that's my biggest issue is, like, there's something that the team sees that they're going to rally around that you can't put a measure on. Like, you just can't – you can't do that. There's no more Jack Morris telling Tom Kelly to go lay down by his dish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, that's – No, I ain't done. That's epic stuff that, like, dude, the team sees that, and they're like, this guy's really laying it on the line. Like, I'm going to up my game, too. And the same thing, like, goes, you know, with that is, okay, the bullpen comes in. Let's say the bullpen just lays an absolute egg. Well, how, how are your fielders and how are your um, players in your note when you go up to bat, too, as your approach as a hitter? Well, now i got to press because now we got to make up these runs that the bullpen cost us when our number – one or number two pitcher was absolutely dealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's in the playoffs where the and that's things, what happened in the playoffs. Things game. get amped up, you know. Things get amplified, and the pressure gets yep a little more intense. And um, but yeah, man. I so like I 
and this kind of like leads me to the next part is like, do you think that the twins overall are being coddled? Oh, and like, absolutely. we're too soft, absolutely. For, you know, with all, with most of our players. Yes. Like Buxton leaving a game with an icky tummy the other day. Yes. And Donald, what a pussy. And Donaldson. Donaldson's out. leg falls off every 45 minutes. Like, dude, you're rounded first base on a routine double. Can't hurt that bad. He had to be on the juice or something, don't you think, with all oh. these weird injuries? Like, it seems like his body's under a different type of stress. And then, you know, I know he came back the other day, but then Arise left a game injured. It's like, did he? he? Do, yeah, he left with, like, it's something with his chest, but he was back in the lineup the next day. But like, Did he pull what? that mole on his cheek? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what do we do to these players where we just, every time there's a little cut or scrape or like, oh. Well, that's what I think, game. man. Like, I, I honestly love Rocco. And yeah, like, I, I do I, too. I love him as a manager and like he's brought a whole different, you know, attitude and like vision and whatever, analytics, all that stuff, which is good, I think. But, dude, you have to have a toughness to get through like the tough times. I mean, not to be like, you know. No, Tony you're right, Robbins, though. In but... the playoffs, you need a championship mindset, dude. That means you play hurt. You, you get it done. Nobody feels good, especially when the season wanes on. But what we're teaching these guys, I'm with both of you guys 100%, is every time you get a little twinge in the old uh, shin, you know, sit out for 10 days. Well, yeah, all take it easy. We're breeding a bunch of pussies. Yeah. I, and that, yeah, dude, that, that's my problem. And I think that that just breeds into their mentality when they play. And, like, their expectation now isn't to play 162 or even 150 or 140. Like, it's no. we're going to give you a day off every four days because that's how we're going to roll. And guess what? If you have a little bit of a tweak, there's another day or two or three until you're 100%. It's like, dude, we're getting way too, like, and then the European on the fans, soccer mentality. Because every fourth here. day we got to watch Jake Cave have a cool strikeout. Don't he even does, get me started he, on that shit. He looks good striking out, though, doesn't he? Oh, he, everything he does, double wristbands, fucking. <laughs> grabs the bat, and he, Just like, a, you know, he does the, the pimp walk off. Like, it's like, uh, bro, you're freaking killing me. <laughs> I just want him to, like, get blood on his elbow one time and, like, dive into first base and look like an idiot once, but he but, can't. He has but, to look cool over play ball. But Cave will not come out of the game. You guys know that. That's true. This That's true. He, He's the one that... It, he could have a broken leg and he'd probably still be out there and want to play. He's Byron left witching. Yeah. Yeah. Jake cave over under two fifty this year. Average under under <laughs> he's, a quick under. <laughs> well, I think he's only, he's only, he, he just got a batting average today or something. I think, which, well, it depends yeah. on, he might, he might get a lot of opportunities if guys are continually going on the DL or IL now. Right. Yeah. What, uh, over or under 93 and a half wins for the Twins this year? Oh, 93 Nin and a half. 93.5. I'm going to go over. Ox said, what'd you say? I can't remember. I can't, that's the one I can't remember. I thought that you set that really well. Okay. Case, you said what? I said over. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. I got to pull this up here. It's going to take I think I said but... under because we lost our first game and we did it the, the day of the first game. Okay. Yeah, you, <laughs> said, you said under. Yeah, but I mean, if if it's under, I, I genuinely think we're going to win over 90, so that's splitting hairs. Do you just, think – We just can't go into extra innings. Ten-inning games are killing us. Right. Yeah, we get, Yeah, we can't tax the bullpen like that. Um, Do you think the, the White Sox are good enough to threaten – 
Yes. Or any team for that matter. White yeah, Sox. White Sox. White Sox are the only one that I think that'll threaten us in the Central this year. I agree. Yeah, they're young, right? They got a lot of nasty, talented players. They who got are some coming to. A... They got some good pitchers too. That Cuban is nasty. What's that Cuban dude's name? Robert. Luis Robert. Yeah. Yep. Robert. I'm sure Robert. it's pronounced, but I <laughs> yeah. bastardize his name and call it. That dude's a bona fide stud. Yeah, he's a he's a monster, man. He's yeah, they're they've got some talent for sure. And their mentality, uh, mentality he is twenty two, so he's probably like thirty one. <laughs> Fucking Cubans. When you when you bring in uh, Tony Larusso as your manager, that's you're like, this is it, this is our time. Exactly, because he's what he's circling the drain. He's about eighty five. Yeah, he's he's got. He's be pushing 70. 80, 75, yeah. right? I bet. Yeah, I'd say so. All right, how about do the Twins win a playoff game this year? Oh my gosh! Yes, they do. Yes. This is I this said is no. the year. Prove me this wrong, is, no. This is the year they get it done. I'm not saying I win a series. So, I say win a playoff game. I freaking hope so. Because the madness has got to stop. Well, I just think like I think that the fire's been lit, and especially last year it got lit. So I'm just hoping that they like you know learn from last year's playoff exit and they're like all right boys like it's time to buckle down and like figure this out and i i do think they're gonna make one or two moves at the trading deadline that is gonna get get them over the hump yep you do yep this you think they're gonna go against like what they've almost always done yep and like do something this year because i think just like the majority of the fan base they're tired of these first round exits these ALDS exits or wild card whatever it is mm-hmm. they 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 want to they they want to be they want to advance I think they're going to make a move that's an interesting take I hope you're right man yeah something to get them over the hump that'd be freaking huge yep we need it well anything else for twins uh oh hey can I just say a pet peeve of mine with the whole beginning of the baseball season the floor is yours dude yeah. I, like last week, you know, they're in Milwaukee for the, you know, the opener. Yep. It's got a roof. There's and no, or roof. There's no reason. <laughs> yeah. Raise the roof. There's, <laughs> there's no reason to have that day off. Oh, the, yeah. The next day off? Yes. Oh, with a roof. I see what you're saying. So like with the twins. I get it no here. roof. Yes. Yeah. It makes sense. If weather sucks, day of the opener, we're going to bump it back. But with the roof day off yeah that is true man i don't know why they do that why why do they do that because not all the teams do there was teams that played right away the next day on friday it feels like that happens to the twins every time and it's every year and it's brutal because you just kind of get the the fire back and you're ready to rock the next day and it's like oh son of a bitch oh i was i was amped up to watch baseball on friday and right now you gotta wait till saturday and then you're competing with the ncaa final four like it was just a tough, it was a tough TV decision. I got yeah. something else on the Twins once we're done with this this topic. No, go ahead. Yeah, rock so it. one of my buddies constantly talks about how bad he thinks Dick Bramer is. <laughs> and actually, so for me personally, Dick Bramer has almost become something of like a, a nostalgic figure. 
Yeah. And what I mean by that is like I associate him with summer with Twins baseball, the boys are similar to something like Herb Carneal when we were younger. Long story longer, my buddy bitches about him so much that now I start to pay attention to the nuances and what my friend says he screws up all the time are little things. He'll say that ball was outside when it was up and in. So last, it was, I think, the second game I caught one of the last plays. And on that last play, Arise, who was playing third base, came over and caught a routine, relatively routine pop-up between third base and the third baseline dugout. And Bramer goes, Arise can't see it. Andrelton Simmons comes over and sees it. It looks like Arise couldn't see it. Yes. I, I, I went back and I was like, that was fucking Arise. Arise. I know exactly the play you're talking about. Yeah. But if you start to pay attention is my point, because my buddy got me out of this. The dude's like, he he makes four or five catastrophic errors per game. It's hilarious. The, the so, biggest one is he gets excited like he thinks it's a home run. On yep, the voice raises. And then fly it's ball yep. hot is what it should be. Yeah. But then, have, do, you, do you remember listening on, like, I can't remember if it was Gordon or Carneal, but Solom, how, how old are you? 39, about to be 40. Okay, so you're right in our wheelhouse. So when we were younger and you'd be up at the lake or whatever you're doing and you'd listen to some games, I remember one of the guys got so old, he was probably about six years past when he should have been in the booth, and you just hear, Fly ball, left field, <laughs> gone. Like yeah. he wouldn't paint a picture at all. You'd, you'd think it was like a routine uh, uh, pop-up. And then you'd watch the replay when you get home and it was 47 rows back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Just... Paint a picture. We ain't watching it, player. I, Deep I, drive. I am I'm actually sad that Bly Levin's kind of got walked out to, Raymer, however that went I, down. He I really was just such a freaking great dude to have around, I felt like. Solom dropped off. No, I got you. What's that case? I said um, Dick Bramer. You know, he's good and all the like, TV and him. stuff. But if I'm not around a TV, I don't mind listening to uh, Provis and Dan Gladden. I think they do a good job. Corey Provis. Yep. Provis. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I like Gladden a lot. Yep. Gladden does a good job. Yeah. Zangi out? I think he might. I think we lost him. Angie, say something. Me and him probably can't hear each other, but you can probably hear both of us. Oh, weird. Oh, that sucks. Nah, it's not a big deal at all. You guys keep rapping, dude. Well, let's get into that. Well, let's wrap it up with the. So we were gonna talk about a little. We have a little story from from college we wanted to talk about. Let's hear it. So, all right, I'll start it, Casey. Your memory, I think, is better than mine. But it was the '04 season when the Twins were pretty legit and they were battling the white Sox at the time yes the rivalry was getting pretty intense and it was the game where do you remember this angi where uh uh hunter trucked prasinski no it wasn't prasinski yes oh, no sorry it was prasinski on our team it was burke that it time. was like their backup catcher burke i remember how did it go case so i can't remember i don't i don't think i think prasinski was already gone in 04. Okay, Tory plowed their catcher then, yep. whoever their catcher was. Yep, just okay. absolutely rolled him. Well, we were, remember we were, we were painting. Yeah, we were painting when that game was going on. And we just We're sat, just sitting there, we're playing, we're painting up near Fargo, North Dakota. Yep. You know, and we're just like, boys, would that be pretty sweet to, to go to those, those games? 
the next two games because I think that was a Monday when we were painting, and then I think there was a there was a three game set, so Tuesday, Wednesday. Yep. And we just kind of got to talking, and then next thing you know, we're like, all right, let's freaking do it. No tickets in hand, no plan whatsoever. Let's just drive. Yes. To, let's just drive to Chicago and go to the Tuesday night game in the Wednesday afternoon. So we so we drove down. Uh, what was it? Monday night. Right. No, no, we left uh, Tuesday morning. Was it? Yep. No, I. I think we left Monday night and stayed at my place in the cities. Oh yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah. And then we woke up Tuesday morning because it was yep. like a seven-hour drive to Chicago, so we get to Chicago at like whatever 4 p.m. Yep, that's right. Check into some bunk hotel, <laughs> right, in like some, the south side of Chicago. Some dingy motel, like oh boy. But hey, yeah, that, we were college kids. We just we just rolled with it. Yeah, let's freaking go. So then we uh, what, what did we get? We got tickets. Yep. Right. Went to the games. Yep. So Tuesday night, yeah, it was a Tuesday night one. We were sitting. We were up like in the third third deck, like behind, like the first baseline, for that Tuesday night game. That was like, the better better crowd so it's kind of a little tougher ticket and funny when we were sitting there do you remember this luther i had yeah. my, i had my christian guzman jersey on christian and uh one of the guys with us quinn had a had a byron buxton bellyache and was passing passing gas during the during the game well, this guy, <laughs> this guy behind us kept on poking at me and saying, "Hey, Guzman, Guzman, it's bad enough your team's winning now. You got to fart too." So he was, bl- <laughs> so he's blaming me for passing gas and making a stink behind us. But yeah, it was our buddy Quinn. Freaking Q. <laughs> Q ball. I just remember getting razzed because we had twins gear on. Like, oh yeah, time. when we were walking down the street to the stadium. We didn't hear one good thing because the White Sox still thought they had a chance to win the division. This was like end of July, I remember, Luther. Yep. And this three-game series, Twins swept them, and that was pretty much the end of it. Yeah, that was for sure that, like, flipped the season. Yep. That three-game set. Yeah, we swept them, and then, boom, we were on our way to the Central. And it all goes back to Hunter plowing the catcher. It kind of just set the tone. Yep. For the whole series uh-huh. and the rest of the season for the Twins. Yeah, for sure. How about on the way back? Was oh, it, gosh. Uh, was field. It, was it field that got pulled over? <laughs> we were – so this was your car, right, Lou? Yeah, we were taking the old Dodge Stratus down there. Back. The, I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> and did you have a tail light out? No, I think what happened was – so I think he was driving with brights on. Or something like that. Okay, you must have had a headlight out or something. It was one of those things. Because, it. I mean, it was just a weird <laughs> thing. We pulled we over. pulling out of the gas station we, or something? We pulled over in Rogers to switch drivers. So Field's like, all right, I'll take the final stretch. You know, the three, three fo- hours and 15 minutes from Rogers to Moorhead. So we're like, all right, sounds good. <laughs> so we pull over gas station. Field gets in the driver's seat. Gets, uh, gets on the road, gets on the off-ramp, or before he even gets to the off-ramp, what? They're pulling me over? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they're, pu- 
pull a knee over? <laughs> yeah, because he yeah. wasn't speeding. He didn't like. Yeah, it's like, what did I do? <laughs> oh, it was just awesome. Uh, freaking field. But we made her home. We made it home. Great, great time. Great. Saw two victories. A little tired on the Wednesday away home, but hey, we made it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Good freaking times. Oh, it was awesome. Well, cripes, we lost Angie along the way. We were having such good conversations, he just decided to bail. Yeah, man. All good. Well, cripes, dude, appreciate you coming on. Thanks for the time, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah.